evergreen pieces, the pieces like a story about your company, mm-hmm. the pieces like how we build our product, the pieces like why our product matters to the world. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that really build brand loyalty. And that's all the kind of stuff that falls under evergreen. So if you don't have that, like you need to really stop and reconsider your strategy. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, welcome to the Red Fox Podcast. I'm Faye. I'm Bryce. And today we I'm have Paul. a guest. Oh, I'm sorry. I stepped on your toes. <laughs> Keep it. That's wonderful. I, I love it. Every part of that was spectacular. This is what happens when the owner thinks he can do whatever he wants. (laughs) Yeah, it's when I don't follow protocol. Earlier this week, I sent an email to a client being like, hey, we'd love to help you out. Like, do you have any questions? I hit the microphone. Have any questions or whatever? And then I talked to Faye and was like, hey, so I... I cc'd her and then I was like hey so I sent this email to this person she's like I emailed them like last week and I was like well now I gotta follow up and be like so I emailed the person who said um, sorry I didn't read my company's policy handbook I will get my act together and actually follow my company's protocols Um, so yeah Faye's secretly in charge here Uh. oh my goodness Um, so we have Paul on today and uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about so a big question that we get asked is what is the shelf life for my video? Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to pay money to get a professional video shot, I want to know exactly how long it's going to last mm-hmm. for me. And the answer to that video is actually pretty complex. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what I want to delve in today is what the different types of, um, I don't know how I'd word it, the types of timelines we have. So. Yeah. yeah, shelf life, longevities. I mean, there's yeah. a ton of words that you can use here. Like you don't, it, it, it's not like there's one standard phrasing for all this sort of mm-hmm. stuff. Now, some common phrases you may hear are like evergreen or short form, um, but those are actually talking on like two different levels. You know, so so evergreen is talking about the longevity of the video. How long will this content be good for? Whereas short form talks about the, you know, the form of the video. Is it a short video or not? Mm-hmm. So you can ha- you could technically have an evergreen piece of video that is short form. Now, one of the things to consider here is both... there's two aspects to it. One is the quality of the video production. If I have a four by three video from the 1980s, is that going to look like a modern piece of content? No, it's outlived its shelf life technically, but the information itself may, may still be appropriate. Like if you are a woodworking shop and a craftsmanship shop, and you got a video made in the eighties, the, the likelihood of that information changing probably isn't super high, but if you are a social media advertising company and you have last had your video made in 2012, it's probably going to be very different than what it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so those are the two areas to think about: is is the shelf life of the information? Oh my goodness, I hit the microphone again. The shelf life of the info. I'm gonna hold my hand over here. The shelf life of the information and the shelf life of it technically. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about video. Um, the technically that's the something that we can speak into, you know, is like how long will the video technically last? And really it's probably going to be five years, Mm -hmm. um, after about depending, and it depends on how much money you spend on it. Like a feature film from the eighties still looks like a good video today. Um, but in the, the consumer market, usually it's going to be about five years and then Mm -hmm. you'll need to rethink it. Mm -hmm. Um, technically but and and we're talking we're not talking about stuff that just we're talking about branded content right now yeah we're not talking about things that live on social media as part of marketing campaigns or we're talking about things that you put out there and they kind of they get turned over really quickly Mm -hmm. stuff that lives in in, on like in the short term we're talking about about technically that that production yes production quality would last so if i go look at a video on social media from three years ago there may not be anything about that video that tells me that it's like dated other than the fact that 
than the information, which is the other thing that we get into, which is now where all the categories come in of evergreen, campaign-driven, social media-driven, initiative-driven. Um, I mean, just think about uh, McDonald's commercials. If it says, and McDonald's probably isn't the best example, but they like if their uh, slogan at the end is, I'm loving it, like that will last a long time. That's their campaign. But what happens when a company changes their like there are sub initiatives like a, like a company will maybe talk about like, Hey, we're going green and have a tagline at the end of it. So if a company's talking about, Hey, we're going green, anything that falls in the going green campaign would last for the length of that campaign. Mm-hmm. And if you change it, so, so there's campaign driven, um, and you could probably come up with a thousand categories for this. So there's yeah. campaign and I'd love to hear what you guys think. There's too. branded, there's uh, kind of how my brain thinks about it. There's, mm-hmm. there's branded content and then, non-specific or non-branded content so like the branded stuff obviously you will kind of want to get um the company's information Mm -hmm. and their logo fit naturally into the scene somewhere it's going to probably have a tagline at the end of it it's probably going to be integrated into a campaign that that Mm -hmm. brand is actually running and then there's like non-branded stuff so this podcast doesn't necessarily have to be red fox branded per se but it is um a podcast with just information that can be shared to the general populace about a specific topic that that's not necessarily branded content it's just content that can live out there um in the long term so that's kind of how i that's one that's two different categories for kind of how i think about no and that's good because the brand itself does have a shelf life i Mm -hmm. mean think about companies that update their logos or change different things or have different graphic designs or update their typeface even like if you watch this video um, you may see that 10 years from now we are using a different typeface uh, and that technically puts a shelf life on something, mm-hmm. even though the information itself may still outlive that. Although in this case, probably not because yeah. we are talking about social media, which is probably like this will probably be out of date in two years. Yeah, um, seriously. But but the concepts will still hold true. Um, so campaign is, a, is I think, is a big one that we can look at. So like when we let's talk about evergreen content versus um and again, we're talking on that information level. How yeah. long does that information last? Mm-hmm. Not how long does that video last technically or how short the video is. So I think the most common ones are campaign-driven videos or initiative-driven videos because there's a difference between campaign and an initiative mm-hmm. um, and then evergreen pieces. So what are some of the things that you guys look for or, or want to see in an evergreen piece versus a initiative or campaign piece? So when... I'll be quick. Kind of the first thing that comes kind of comes to mind when I look at an evergreen piece, it's probably going to be something that lives on a website, or it's going to be something that lives in a place that doesn't change for long periods yeah. of time. Like if you do, if you put in good effort into your website, you should be putting good effort into your video as well. So that's mm-hmm. one note of evergreen content. It's probably going to be of higher production quality, yeah. naturally, as an extension of the fact that it's going to live in a specific place for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, I think one of the first things I think about when I'm thinking about evergreen content is kind of your basic fundamentals of we have an about video that tells Mm -hmm. people what we are and what we do. That's something that should last for a decent amount of time. And it's something that's um, just a solid piece that will, like Bryce said, will live on your website and talk about you. I also think about stuff like um, now a a testimonial may not last quite as long as an about video, but Mm -hmm. a testimonial is something that's kind of more evergreen. It's not geared towards a specific campaign. It's about the whole company as a whole. Um, whereas things, things that you would put on social media, it's a little short term type, like, Hey, this week is, um, nurse appreciation week. We just want to say thank you to all the nurses in our lives who've helped us out. Like that's something that, um, 
is less it's it's not about the company it's something that you're putting out there to show like hey we care about the community that we're in but that's not a like as much of an evergreen content as it is just something that's either initiative or mm-hmm. i don't know exactly what mm-hmm. a kind of thank you piece would fall into yeah. exactly mm-hmm. but well i think that would fall into an initiative so let's yeah. take a nonprofit and let's say they are doing a giving what they would call a campaign um, but in reality, I, I think it's it's small enough that we would consider it an, an, a giving initiative, mm-hmm. uh, even though they may call it a campaign. So like a, hey, thanks for donating video to me would fall under that. Hey, this is an initiative. Mm-hmm. And, and so determining what category of time length falls into is extremely important at, in your overall strategy. Yeah. Because a lot of times we talk with, with businesses who will come to us and not have any evergreen content. Mm. And then be like, I want to make a bunch of small initiative pieces. And the initiatives can be as small as like one or two videos maybe. Yeah. Like which we see a lot with the social media stuff. Right. Um, where people will be like, I want X number of social media videos that do X, Y, and Z. Um, push people to our website, push people to buy this thing or push people to do whatever. Mm-hmm. But that that's not building the the platform of the evergreen for people to learn about the business. There's nowhere for, for them to go yeah. once the initiative's been triggered, once people are inside their funnels, they're inside their sales processes. There's no, you put out this really, I would say good to great piece of content and there's nothing yeah. waiting for them when they actually come to to look at what it is that you guys are putting out there, yeah. come yeah. to look at your brand, come to appreciate your website. Um, and we can talk about this a little bit like mm-hmm. kind of on towards the end, but we're kind of talking a little bit now about the concept of recyclability, mm. like how recyclable is footage um, that we take for, for example, we do an evergreen package. So we do about videos, mm-hmm. we do testimonial package, we run their banner videos as well. Um, how much of that is extractable to be put into um, a campaign or into initiative driven situation but that's a conversation for later on well Um, simply let me let me just speak to that real quick Uh, if you have evergreen content it should be able to be used in any campaign video Mm. any campaign specific stuff really can't be used in an evergreen piece so it's kind of like a a pyramid working from the bottom bottom up you know type stuff where you have your evergreen at the bottom you have campaign above that you have initiative above that and then you have maybe one-off pieces and there may be some layers that we're missing Um, if we really sat here and thought about it I'm sure we could think of more Um, but so it does build that way. So again, anything from the bottom up could be used because you could have campaign pieces that you use in a small initiative. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's think about a consignment shop that has furniture sales. If their campaign is, um, freshen up your space for spring and their initiative is couch sales, you can use some of your freshen up for spring footage in your couch sales initiative video, but you can't use your couch sales initiative footage in your campaign video mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. freshen up for spring because it's too dated for that one specific mm-hmm. deal. Right. And you can't use any of that for your evergreen stuff because what happens three months from now when you're not doing freshen up for spring anymore? That was a great answer. That was a really good answer. Uh, really quickly. Um, I kind of want to talk about now. So we've talked about ever, we talk a lot about evergreen yeah. content. Let's talk about an individual campaign mm-hmm. and how can someone who wants to run a campaign specifically geared around video how do they take advantage of video is not an inexpensive product? Mm-hmm. It, it can get racked up in price very quickly. How can someone take advantage of the investment that they make into doing a large scale video campaign? And how can you work it to your, what are some strategies that we use as a team to make their investment worth, a, in, worth it more in the long run? 
or it lasts the longevity of the campaign. So they're not pouring a bunch of money into one singular campaign video, but they're in essence getting a lot more like more bang for their buck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one thing that uh, when we sit down with clients, we talk about, hey, if they're like strategy, 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 let's sit down and plan this whole thing out to begin with. So we're going to look at um, a Bryce talks a ton about using our objective builder. Like, what are you trying to do with the length of the campaign? So we have an overall objective and then breaking down how many videos are going to make. What objective do each of those have? So we're planning the whole thing out ahead of time. We're not shooting a video, putting it out, and then thinking about it, and then planning a different video and putting it out, and then, oh, that didn't work, let's change. So we're, we're having a strategy, the long breadth of strategy, and that also allows us – we. One thing that I think is super beneficial in um, saving money and just getting things done efficiently, which is like one of my favorite things in the world, is uh, shooting in bulk. Mm. So if we have that set strategy and we know here's our overall campaign and we'll sit down and talk with your marketing, branding, your all of your other people like we want to do what's best for your overall brand. But um, make that calendar, set out exactly what you're going to do. And then if we can come in and shoot all six of your videos in two days or one day, depending on how long your stuff is, that's going to save you a ton of money because mm-hmm. we're not having to come shoot each thing separately. So not only does it save you the hassle of trying to piecemeal your mm-hmm. um, strategy over time, but it also saves you money because you're not paying for six separate shoots. For mm-hmm. sure. For sure. And if you're working with us, like we're going to push you towards doing the strategy yeah. with us. Um, so we do offer that that strategy consultation where we go through like your long-term goals and all that sort of deal, which Faye talked about. And then we also talk about the creative process for just a individual videos. Like we mm-hmm. offer those services. But if you don't go through us for those services, before you start making any videos, you need to sit down and have a strategy. Yeah. Like it's, we can tell you flat out, okay, go ahead and make your evergreen pieces. Like that's never going to change. You always need evergreen pieces. But as soon as you start thinking, hey, I want to do a campaign or an initiative, stop. Stop until you have a strategy. Mm-hmm. Because we got to think about what you're buying here. With, with evergreen pieces you're buying brand loyalty, which then would push people to buy your products if they're loyal to your brand. Another way that you can buy brand loyalty is by making a good product. You make a good product, people buy it, you get more brand loyalty. Mm -hmm. So that's the same area that Evergreen falls into. Mm. Whereas a campaign would push people to buy a specific product or push people to do a specific thing. That does not build brand loyalty. Like we need to be very clear about that. You can have a campaign that builds brand loyalty, but usually it's the evergreen pieces the pieces like a story about your company Mm -hmm. the pieces like how we build our product the pieces like why our product matters to the world Mm -hmm. those are the things that really build brand loyalty and that's all the kind of stuff that falls under evergreen so if you don't have that like you need to really stop and reconsider your strategy Mm -hmm. if you don't have a strategy just start making evergreen pieces do a strategy when you have time like you should do it beforehand but i understand that Mm -hmm. this is a lot yeah so anyway so i want to talk a little bit about how the strategy informs the creative yeah um and how in campaign specific content Mm -hmm. um obviously as we were talking about before and we talked about a lot about evergreen content the imperative of story the imperative Mm -hmm. of strong narrative the imperative of touching into the emotional bases of your brand and understanding that that's what you need to communicate to create a resounding effect in your audience. But you can do the same thing in a campaign and get more out of buying video in bulk. And we can accomplish this. I don't want to sell the farm, so stop me when I start selling the farm. (laughs) Um, But we do this by chaining together six-second branded stories that can work together cohesively as as a branded campaign. Mm-hmm. When we brand the campaign, it guarantees that 
when someone is watching, they it's easy to place exactly where they're at in the story of the product. And I think a great example of this is Manscaping's most recent campaign. I talk about them a lot, but they did this whole, they cast this one hairy looking guy that looks like a Viking and put him like he's a pirate in one scene. And then it smash cuts over into, he's now a Viking in another scene and it smash cuts over. He, now he's on like these uh, ski slope Alps surrounding by beautiful women. So, and it, the monologue, like it's one continuous monologue, mm-hmm. but he talks about the features of the product over the course of six seconds. Mm-hmm. And they chop those six seconds up into individual pieces. And that's just the art form of six second storytelling. Yeah. And that's how you chain a whole bunch of things together. And if we were to make that happen, that could feasibly be accomplished over the course of two to three days. It saves a ton of money yeah. during production. But all that creative took the development beforehand too. Yeah. For sure. So it's it's the ability yeah. to take the hey, here's what we're talking about within the context of what of the product we're selling or the service we're providing, and how do we communicate that for as much usage as possible in yeah. all the mm-hmm. platforms that we're strategizing for you. Yeah. Use. So, but you have to know that because, like, I think you have to know th- that you have to know. Yeah, that. you have to know that you're doing the strategy, and you also have to know that you're doing a campaign. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if you don't know where your video fits into the spectrum, oh, we've only talked about the the longevity of information right now, right? In the evergreen versus campaign versus initiative type deal, um, and we'll need to get to in the next three minutes because we're running out of time <laughs> of uh, the the short versus long form content, yeah. which we'll get to in a second. But you have. Before you make your video, you have to know where it falls on that spectrum of evergreen versus temporary yeah. um, content. If you don't know where you're making that, there's the, it's not going to be effective. But then on top of that, once you know where you're making it, you can make a strategy that then lets us do it more efficiently mm-hmm. to save money, but then also increase production at the same time. Because yeah. it's not just about saving money. It's how do I get the most bang for my buck? Mm-hmm. If that means, hey, our choices are do a lot of pieces of content on a lower quality camera or do a few pieces of content on a better camera or we could group things together and do everything on the better camera. Mm. Like like you're still spending more money but you're getting better product at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. So so there's all those aspects in play. So quickly quickly to um, short form versus long form. So we've content. talked about the yeah. longevity of information that, How long that it can evergreen last. versus temporary. Um, now we got to talk about short form versus long form. Yeah. And so you got to pick a uh, information longevity. So let's say we have evergreen short form piece of content or campaign long form piece of content. Like you can do those things and it's those two levels that you add together to determine yeah. the scope of the video. Let's yeah. get real practical. Yeah. How long is short form and how long is long form? Uh, it depends on the platform it goes on. Yep. A movie is short if it's an hour. A commercial is long if it's 60 seconds. So it whatever platform you're talking about, that's going to determine the short and long thing. So let's go through a couple ones real specific. So Facebook, if Facebook a uh, and again, these are just our our opinions. And Bryce honestly might have a different opinion on some of this than I do. But that's you know besides the point. That's why we're a company, and that's why yeah. we work with creatives. <laughs> um, so Facebook, I would say short is like 10 seconds and then long is like 60 seconds. Yeah. Well, that's not true. I've seen longer yeah. stuff on Facebook, maybe five minutes. It depends on like who you're talking about. Depends on what you're is. doing too. Yeah, if you're doing yeah. like an ad spend. Yeah. A minute as long, yeah. If or five minutes, I've seen five minute ads yeah. on you on Facebook. Well, talking about the six second storytelling, like when yeah. when I sit down to think about what it is and and where it's going to be going. So we recently ran an ad for this class we were doing, mm-hmm. um, and I knew that we that we had their attention within an email marketing campaign. We probably had mm-hmm. them for about thirty seconds. Unfortunately, I spent an additional seven seconds. So my bad. Um, but ideally, I try to think about how much information can I communicate over the course of six seconds, fifteen seconds, and thirty seconds, and how much information can I chain to together mm-hmm. so i can do five six second segments over the course of 30 seconds and that could be 
different facets of the one thing that and I'm talking about. And where are they in the sales process? Like exactly. if you're going through and doing advanced stuff, like and I say advanced, but retargeting for yeah. ads, like your initial ad to capture their information, you may have five seconds. Like yep. you really have five seconds. Um, and then I say five, six, seven, like that's the length that we're talking about here. But if I get retargeted for an ad that I'm already interested, have had that initial exposure, they probably have my attention for 30 seconds. Yeah. And if I get retargeted for a third time, which rarely ever happens, they really have my attention for as long as they want Mm -hmm. a minute three minutes if i'm interested in their product but if they've traveled to your website and they're in front of your evergreen content how much time do you think how much time do you have them for to really hook them it depends on how good the piece is yeah it depends on how good your story is because i will go to somebody's website and if it's a good story and it's a good piece of evergreen content and i'm interested in their brand i'll sit there for 12 15 30 minutes if it's a good story Mm -hmm. if it's not a good story i will be there for like a minute you maybe have my attention for a minute if you have a bad if and so that's where the quality of content comes in is like we sit here and we talk about story all day and we talk about using good cameras we talk about good audio good lighting the whole point is to get people invested in your story because at the end of the day all we're trying to do here is to get people to be fans of your brand or do the initiative that you have Mm -hmm. and the long form short form evergreen temporary all falls under service of that and storytelling is the crux of getting people to do what you want them to do and not in some kind of manipulative way, but to get them on your team and to make them believe in what you're doing. To make them care. Yeah. Because you can't get anyone to do anything if they have no emotional investment Mm -hmm. in what is happening in front of them. Mm -hmm. So before we ever launch a campaign or before we ever launch a, a evergreen piece of content, we are the first place we begin with during the writing process is do we care? Mm -hmm. Do we care at all as someone do we care about the story we're telling? And if I try to tell it to someone on the team and they say, okay, why does that matter? Mm-hmm. We need to take it back to the mm-hmm. beginning and say, all right, how do we tell this story so that other people will think that it matters? That's right. That's exactly right. So uh, again, if you're if you're looking at making content and you're trying to decide, do I make it short form or long term, long form? Shorter is usually better. Yeah. If you can make it shorter, make it shorter. If you, I mean, what we talk about in screenwriting all the time is the, or in editing too, is like cut, 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 cut until you can't cut anymore. Throw the baby out with the bathwater or whatever. Like um, in editing, throwing the baby out with the bathwater <laughs> is a good thing. Yeah. Um, because you have your, your scene that is your baby and you think this is the greatest thing ever. If you got your owner to do some crazy stunt and for whatever video and you're like this is the best thing it's ever so people good. are going to think it's funny but if it doesn't serve the purpose it's you're the only story. one that wants it and you're you the need only to one leave that, that cares, exactly yeah. and you need to leave that on the cutting room floor um so practically keep it short if you have a good story and you have a good vision and you can do it well then go as long as you want if you have their attention and you're telling a good story you can make it as long as you want why do we sit down and watch binge watch shows for eight hours at a time because there's good stories if you have a good story people will watch as long as you want mm-hmm. um and i think that as we i know that we talk about strategy a ton but one thing i i kind of want to mention is that um if you're looking into doing video marketing whether it's um evergreen or part of your campaign strategy is what will weave your video into your brand video is not meant to be something tacked on to you Mm -hmm. it is not meant to just like if you're just saying well i have this whole strategy for my marketing stuff and i've heard i need video so i'm just gonna like tack it on like you can do that but it's really not gonna be 
as helpful as it could be. If you are going to It's usually more harmful. It's like Bryce has been talking about in the class, a shovel versus an excavator. You can take a shovel and you can move a little bit of dirt. And if dirt is your brand, you're moving a little bit of it at a time with a post. You're moving a little bit of a time with the Instagram message or whatever. Um, With video, it's an excavator. It takes time, planning, and moves a lot of dirt. Mm -hmm. You put that excavator in the wrong spot and you move the wrong dirt, Mm. you're going to do more damage to your brand than it is worth. Yeah. Um, So really start with that strategy. Yeah. And I think that... um, like I said, like we are more than happy to sit down with your marketing team, Let's with your branding talk. team. Like we want like we want more than anything for our video to be beneficial to your to your sales team, to your marketing campaign. Like that's what it's for. We're not just here to sell you a video. We want it to be beneficial to you. And so video really must be woven into your entire campaign for it to work well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's worth stressing for sure in every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. All righty. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Red Fox podcast. Paul, thanks for being here yeah, as well. Um, tune in next time. Like, subscribe for more information concerning evergreen content, short form content, long form content. The whole nine yards will be here pretty much every single week yeah. until the end of time. Uh, <laughs> I'm Bryce. I'm Faye. I'm Paul. Have a good time, everybody. See you. <laughs>